0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Cody Davis, and this is Locked On Texans Podcast, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, you can find this on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify. What's
1: going on, John? Happy Friday, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm still here. You know, I am here. John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy with two y's. I am excited we got through the week. In so many ways, it's, it's, it's Friday, we have, uh, I wouldn't necessarily call this guy a fan, I mean he does his own work, he has his own podcast, but uh, he's been on the show before, Thomas Willie. he'll be back on today, so that's going to be fun. Just kind of wrapping up to see how things have been progressing with the Houston Texans uh, thus far this season. Yeah, and, and of I of course with the Raiders coming up. We we'll have to talk about that as well.
0: And I cannot wait to talk about him to see how he liking the draft class. Because remember, he was he came on the show earlier in the year and um, you know, did the Texans draft class with us. Yeah. So I, I yes. can't wait to get his thoughts to see what he's what he's like and what he don't like from the Houston Texans draft class. Maybe in the year twenty twenty you should bet and see if this is gonna be a good draft class for the Texans or not.
1: Uh, if that was something I like could bet on outside of making Actual bets, I'll definitely do that. But I kind of figure where you're going with this. Yeah, you
0: should do it with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every single weekend. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at my bookie. Visit mybookie.com AG today. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate your offer. And activate is what we about to do with this interview. Thomas
1: Welly, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back in, guys. As promised, of course, a friend of the family here at the show of Locked On Texans, where you get your daily Texans talk, of course. Thomas Welly is back. And this has been a, a guy. I don't even want to call him a guy. You know, he'll randomly DM us or hit us up and just see how we're doing. Uh, give us some of his shows and his knowledge and his insight regarding the Houston Texans. So I said, hey, why not? Midway through the season, let's go ahead and get Thomas back. Thomas, what's going on? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well. (laughs) Some play on words. (laughs) I'm doing well, Mr. Willie. Uh, Just here on this, you know, Fan Fridays. And again, we wouldn't even call you fan. We would just call you fam. It's fam Fridays, family <laughs> Fridays. So, uh, definitely glad to have you back. And, you know, man, I just want to hop right into it. We just made the Garyon Conley trade. We're going to play the Oakland Raiders Sunday. We're without guys in our secondary. They're going to be without a start in their secondary, and their secondary is already weak. You know, how are you anticipating? Conley coming over, not really just affecting the game against the Raiders per se, because I know he will have an effect that, whether he plays or not, he knows the Raiders better than anybody right now and how you can attack that defense, right? But how can he help this Houston Texan team after the Raiders throughout the rest of the season?
2: Well, watching, watching him and watching his tape and stuff like that and hearing everything that uh, – you know, people have said about him how the trade after the trade people are saying uh he's all the Raiders fans are saying pretty much the same thing Broncos fans said about Bradley Roby just being just being able to get burnt and stuff like that, but um he, he's gonna play. Like you mentioned he may or may not play. That man's gonna play. Not because, you know, he we just traded for him, but because we need that man to play. Um simply simply put, because, you know, all the injuries that are piling up in the in the secondary, um, so he he's going to play. Uh, but uh, I think, uh, as a lot of people have mentioned, um, I don't I don't think the Raiders are playing him right. I think he's a man. He's a press man. Agreed. His um, his specialty is press man, and uh, playing playing him in the zone in that Raiders organization was not helping them or uh, it wasn't helping anybody. Um and I've seen uh I've seen a uh, quite a bit of a change with the way Rack has, has been has been playing he's been playing a lot more man, especially since the since the Saints game um, early on this season. He's been going to a lot more man looks and uh I think uh Conley will step right in uh and cover whoever he needs to.
0: Hey Thomas Cody here. Um I know, you know, I believe you we met you um dude to your mock draft, um, headed into the 2019 NFL draft, um, so I just want to get your overall thoughts on on the trade itself. I mean, I know we need, I know we needed some guys um, because we was hurt, but within that trade, we gave up a third round pick. So, I just want to get your overall thoughts and how bad is it that we you know had to give up that third rounder.
2: Well, I mean, honestly, you got to look at it how kind of how the uh, Tunsil and Stills trade went down you know you're not going to find a better left tackle or receiver compliment in in the first two rounds of the draft you know and and honestly like people are saying oh we're just giving up draft picks this year um last time I checked Houston had eight draft picks they just don't have a first round draft pick you know and so that's they they still have picks they just don't have they don't have early picks, and you know, and and stuff, and stuff like that. So I'm not worried about uh, where they gave it up. And honestly, and, and I'm gonna look at it the same way uh, this Conley trade was. Are we gonna find a young, uh, affordable cornerback uh, at a position of need in the third round? And you know, with you know, with playing experience and stuff like that. So for me, that's the way I look at it. Um, I mean, I think this pick ended up being the pick that uh, they got uh, Jadavian Clowney with. Um so that that trade is officially over. So apparently it looks like Texans traded J- Jadavian Clowney for Barkevis Mingo, Jacob Martin, and now uh Conley.
1: Most definitely. And I and I'm, I'm glad you made that point of schematics of where Conley shined and where he didn't shine. You know, he's he's a guy. Uh, like a lot of guys in this league, sometimes you're not in the right situation and it happens. Luckily for him, he was able to get traded to a team while he's still young to put him in a better situation. Uh, here in Houston, the Texans are top five in man coverage, I believe, throughout the uh, season thus far. I've seen him at six foot running the 4-4, good size, good speed. I've seen him make plays before. I've seen it over and over again. It's just that When you look that bad, like the way he looked that bad previously on Sunday and Aaron Rodgers knew you were looking bad and kept going your way, then it's only so long you're going to survive. But I think he will come in here into Houston, add that extra boost. Uh, Also looking at the fact that Jonathan Joseph is currently 72 years old and we need a contingency plan. You know, we were able to get you on for the draft and – Speaking of the draft, we still haven't seen Xavier Crawford play any football yet, and so when you look at that, yes, Crawford was a fifth round pick, but how bad has it been where we have to go out and sign guys like Gaines, Cross, and Xavier Cross, and now make the trade for Garyon Conley? So I think right now the Texans are at a spot where we understand what Jonathan Joseph has his. Damn to his whole body out the door. We're just waiting to get through this season. And we can't lean on the guy we brought in. We couldn't lean on two guys that we brought in already because game was down with with an injury and crossing. He's a guy that's going to fill in. I felt like the Texans are at a spot where we're one trade away. Initially, the reality of it is you're not one trade away, but this is a trade that can keep you afloat. Until everybody gets back on the field healthy,
2: correct. And I think I think there there, there were names uh, floated around. Uh, I know Chris Harris Jr. They checked in on him. So one thing I like about Bill O'Brien is the uh, GM Bill O'Brien. Anyway, is he checks in on people no matter you know what the asking price is, and. Yeah, that's all you can really ask for as a GM. You, you gotta want to, you gotta want them to check in on on players, and they want to make the roster better. Um, but yeah, this was, I feel like this was, you know, waiting to happen. I think even if even without the injuries to to the big names that we have, I think they still would have looked at it. Um, you know, to make the because the depth isn't there, obviously. You know. Um, and getting a guy like that for a third-round pick uh, makes your depth better. If not, you're plugging him in right away. Um, you know, and when if Johnson Joseph isn't able to go once, once everybody gets healthy, I feel pretty good about uh, Conley, uh, Lonnie Johnson, and uh, Bradley Roby um, as your as your three corners. Your two outside and your uh, and your nickel. So, uh, so with that, I think I think the trade. I, I have no problems with it. I have zero problems with it actually um and you know making the uh, making that trade just makes makes the team better uh, now and uh, you know progressing uh, throughout the season uh, once everybody gets healthy
0: um speaking of being healthy i i want to stay you know talking about the draft a little bit but i want to get your thoughts on how much you are liking or disliking the Houston Texans' 2019 draft class, because uh-huh. you was with us. We, none of us was high on their first round selection of Titus Howard. So, just tell us your overall thoughts, and you know how do you feel about Titus Howard?
2: Man, you're you're right. We <laughs> we uh, we completely bashed um, Titus Howard coming out. Yeah, we all and- look bad. I uh I will be the one to absolutely eat my words. Um one thousand percent. That dude has been every bit of what uh of what we needed coming out of the coming out of the draft and finally putting him at right tackle was the right thing to do. Um the fact that you have all like your first uh your first round pick and both of your second round picks on the field at all times is so nice. Um the uh third round selection with call hawley wearing to me has always been a head scratcher. I still to this day don't know why um they made that pick but the steal of the draft in my opinion was that fifth rounder of Charles Minnehue. That dude has uh has been awesome. Um but back to the back to Titus Howard he has been a he is the right tackle of the future to pair with Lamory Tunsil and the tackle situation for uh probably the next ten years, barring major, major injury, um, is looking real good. Uh, they're gonna pay Tunsil like they should. Um they should pay him now, honestly. Um but next year that'll that will be a priority. Um or he he's he's a situation where he's liable to hold out because he has all the leverage in the world. Um but no uh Titus Howard was to me, now, an A pick or an A-plus pick, um, he just got to stay healthy. Even once he gets back on the field, I think that offensive line is going to pick up right where it left off.
1: Most definitely. And the reason why I think everybody is super high on him now is because, like we just said it, nobody was high on him after the pick. But I want to tell you who I've been higher <laughs> – I'm not going to say higher on, but Max Sharpen. Oh, yeah. He has been a stud. There has been time, and I, this is coming from a guy who not only played the position of left guard, but just really has taken time when I really decided to say, you know what, this is the area where I want to go in and analyze football the way I analyze football. Max Sharpin has been a guy. That has been a complete stud, and I think he's been the biggest deal for the Houston Texans in this draft because going into it, yeah, we brought in Howard. We didn't know whether Howard was going to play left tackle, right tackle, inside guard, or whatever. You know, Bill O'Brien, he can do a, a laundry list of everything. You know how Bill O'Brien is, but he was solidified at that tackle position. Great. We got him in right tackle. We have Tunsil at left tackle. That is awesome. But when you look at a team like the Dallas Cowboys a couple years ago when they were just really good at offensive line, they were great from tackle through tackle. Helping on this field, what Sharpen has been able to do, and if you disagree, please let me know, but he has been able to solidify that left side in its entirety. No, we just don't have a stud left tackle, and maybe you could run stunts at our guards and throw him off. No, that's not going to happen because Sharpen has been that damn good. And his play, along with Fulton's play at the guard position, has really helped Nick Martin out. So I I love the Sharpen pick. Now looking at it, initially he was a guy that I was like, ah, I can see the potential. I was more so seeing his potential than I was with Howard. Of course, I'll eat those words, but (laughs) Sharpen has been a guy to really come on. The Texans has has to really – Thank Bill O'Brien for what he's done in that offseason for the season we have so far. I mean, we have two games with zero sacks back to back, and largely due to Laramie Tunso. And I want to get to the GM, Bill O'Brien. Coach Bill O'Brien, we can talk about all day, right? That's a sun up to sundown conversation. He has so many good things that's been leveled out with so many bad things, and I get that. But GM O'Brien, I don't know if he saw the future or what. For one, he brought in Laramie But We knew that deal had to get done. I was on the fence of, well, we can't complain about our quarterback taking all these hits to sacks if we don't go out and try to make something happen. And he did that. But I don't know if we have given him enough credit thus, thus far with making sure Kenny Steals was a part of that trade every year since we've drafted Fuller. What have we had, Thomas? A heartbreak. Heartbreak. Steels, heart. Stills here. Steels is here with us. He will have more room. How have you felt about Kenny Steels and his offense and what he's been able to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, with, every, you know, year after year, when Fuller gets hurt, it's more, it's like a, it's like every year, it's like you're just waiting on it. And, like, the past couple of years, it's been, man, now the offense is, is going to take a hit blah blah blah. But this year I heard you know when um when Fuller went down, I was like, oh, just put Steels in and we're not like nothing's really gonna change that much. Um and I believe that, you know, and like that's a that's such an underrated I say the most underrated trade for the Texans has been Carlos Hyde and I still think that, but the fact that they threw Kenny Steels in um was was uh, paramount uh to this receiving core and like I said, I don't I don't see any production drop off. I mean he had four catches for hundred and six yards um against the Colts and you know, he's a he's a big play waiting to happen just like Will Fuller is. Um so like yeah. Um if we could get all three of them on the field at the same time, then great. But I feel really good about Hawkins, uh, uh stills and QT out there uh with the showing at the helm.
1: You know, and we also have to call up Steven Mitchell Jr. from the practice squad to give us some depth at that receiver position. Hey, what do what do you think about the thoughts so far? What are your thoughts on the season so far? Um, you know, I think
2: uh I think they're doing you know, I think I, I think they're where, you know, everybody thought they would. Uh thought they would be. Um, you know, this big surprise of beating the Chargers and the Chiefs, uh, were a pleasant surprise obviously, but uh um they had a rough schedule and like they're about to, they're about to uh, come up on a, come up on a lighter part of the schedule. And we I mean, know they got the Patriots and the Ravens, but other than that, it's um, it's not, it's not going to be as rough as seeing new Orleans and LA and then uh, Kansas city and all of that. So I think, I think being at uh, four and three through seven weeks, um, I think, I think they've overachieved, honestly. Um, but Um, I I like where we're going and, you know, like I said, as long as Deshaun stays upright and, and stuff like that. And uh, I think, I think the future is super bright, especially with this offensive line and this receiving core and um, just getting healthy is, is the main, is the main reason. Uh, We, we were blessed with six weeks of, you know, keeping the team together and keeping uh, keeping that core together uh, that they needed. And it showed. And then once, once people started dropping and, um, uh, you know, stuff like that. And you saw, you saw where the, uh, the drop-off happened. Um, but yeah, and I, i have, I'm pretty confident that they can, uh, they can squeak out, they can finish out the year strong, especially with, uh, who they play, uh, at the end of the year, but getting through this middle part will be a little tougher. Um, like I said, with the Patriots coming to town and then going to Baltimore, uh, will be tough. But, uh, but yeah, I think, um, I think they're I'm I'm pleased with it. There's nothing that um there's nothing that I'm just sitting here saying like, ah, this is awful, like why why are they still doing this and stuff like that and I think um and I will say I will say this about Coach Bill O'Brien. I think he takes more flack than he should about the sacks. Um I think that I think I've tweeted you about this or something like that. I think the majority of the sacks this year have been on Deshaun. Um
1: yeah, we and, yeah we you we know, did talk he, about that. We did talk yeah, about that, only, and I was uh, he, he, totally he, he, on your
2: side with that. Right, and, and like you can only do so much with the offensive line. Honestly, um, like you, you you solidified it. Like you did everything you could, but you're still giving up six sacks. Whose fault is it now? You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> so that's and that's my thing. I think he's taking too much. I think he's taking some unnecessary flack for that um, because Deshaun tries to hold the ball and be Superman. You know, and like the, the two games where he lit up the world, he lit up the Chiefs and the Falcons. Um, I mean, those defenses aren't great, but he—you saw him get the ball out quick. You saw that. You saw the uh, the zone read go out route the Fuller over and over again, and they worked. And I think that we got away from that against the Colts, honestly. And I don't—I didn't see one one time when that play was run. Um, and so I—I I think they need to stick stick with what they did best. You know, they put up. They put up 30 points back-to-back games doing that stuff and getting the ball out. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, your big play, your flashy plays down the field, blah, blah, blah. But you your death by a 1,000 cuts. I'd rather – I'd march down the field and have an eight-minute drive every time. Um, keeping the ball and keeping our defense off the field is, is the name of the game. And I think Bill O'Brien got away from that um, against the Colts, and I expect the running game and, um, you know, that to be – to pick back up again against uh, the Raiders this weekend.
0: Speaking of Deshaun Watson, I wanted to talk to you about um his MVP caliber season. Um, you know, you just finished talking about some negatives with Deshaun Watson, and of course, I mean, we all talked about it. He take unnecessary hits, and um, this is a guy who needs to, you know, get rid of the ball early enough. And we saw the the results when he has got the ball out early enough. I mean, of course, we all know that that. that atlanta falcons game where he um threw for over 400 and some yards but um what's your thoughts about him being an mvp candidate so far me personally i believe he should be at least top two i know the texans record might not speak for might not you know speak for that um but you know i feel like he should be top two top three john on the other hand um doesn't feel like he should be ranked that high but you know just your overall thoughts on deshaun watson so far this season
2: yeah i think i think he's been he's been really well, i think he's been really good i think he's had some you know bonehead mistakes um but other than that i think he's really he's uh i think he's a candidate i don't think he's a uh and like, like i said yet he's he's not a he i don't think he's a bona fide like oh why aren't we talking about this guy uh more often uh, i don't think he's there yet i think he has the potential to get there um but like top top five arguably top five uh the M V P candidate. I think there's I think there's some guys that are performing better and more consistently than he is, um right now. Um but I have no doubt that if you know he gets on if Houston gets on a roll then he'll be right up there in the in you know the top three or top two um talking about an M V P um coming down to end the season.
1: Well you know what let me say this. I, it's not like I don't have him in my, in my top three. I just believe Russell Wilson and Christian McCaffrey are doing a little bit more than Deshaun Watson every week. So that's why I have him not at number one or two. But Russell Wilson has been playing lights out. Thomas, we got to go ahead and get out of here, man. But before we do, of course, where can they find you on your socials? And just let them know who you are and
2: what you do. Yeah, so I run uh, I run Texas Daily Mock. Um uh I try to I try to tweet as much as I can. I tweet about tweet about all things Houston. Um but once mock, once the draft season comes in I'll uh I'll have some mock drafts for us. Um you can also find us on uh We Talk Sports Good. Me and a couple of buddies we have every Wednesday on uh twelve hour sports radio uh we're on every Wednesday night at eight thirty uh we just we just shoot the bull and talk about talk about whatever we'll we we'll go over whatever season's going on and uh we're real heavy on n f l and um uh college football right now and of course uh is going on we can't really talk about that right now so good, but, <laughs> but, uh, um but yeah that's where that's where you can find me uh i I will talk anybody about anything and i love i love these guys for having uh you know put uh put me on again and i will talk about my favorite team seven days a week if i could uh so i appreciate y'all for uh for allowing me to be back on and uh y'all take it easy
1: thanks man you take it easy can't wait to have you back on uh always man you'd you be great out there <laughs> yes sir y'all too all right and welcome back to the Fam Fridays uh, here at Locked On Texans. Another week, another anticipated showdown against a tough Oakland. Right? Ra- you know what? You know uh, Oakland Raider fans was all of my DMs. Some sports got here. All, all all of my mentions talking that talk. Let me tell you guys something. I don't care. Twenty six thirteen, and I'm sticking to it. What I want to do is tell you about my bookie. If you want to make any bets. Houston wants all the smoke right now. And if you want to make bets, we can make them in person or you can just bet on the game Sunday. Cody, how about that? Visit my bookie today. That is where you need to make your bet. If you want to bet on the game, bet on the game. Feel free to bet on the game. Do it the right way with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most proud bets of any sports book on the planet. If you're going to bet this football season, do the smart thing. Don't bet with Oakland, but bet at MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag today. And right now, the best part is if you join, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they will give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all of your favorite picks. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On to double your cash. L O C K E D O N. Locked On to double your cash. Again, visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And I'm so glad we was able to have Thomas on the show today. He's always fun on Fan Fridays. We gotta switch it back up to Fan Fridays, of course, next week. Uh, but as always, I'm Some Sports Guy John Hickman here. Follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. Two Y's at the end. And I couldn't do the show without my brother. I can't do the show without my brother. We we wouldn't be in this position. So, guys, of course, across from me all the time. Cody Davis. And please follow me on Twitter at
0: Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Word from the wise:
1: You can fear a lot of things. You can fear rain. You can fear water. You can fear heat. You can fear fire. One thing you should never fear are the Oakland Raiders.